Nowadays, when you think of the Walt Disney Company, you think of the mouse, Star Wars, and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Personally, I feel that Disney has done a great job using properties that they have acquired to breathe life into them. From creating a massive amount of movies, tie-ins, and sequels, all to tell one grand story, to a galaxy far, far away that is also conveniently located in Anaheim, California, or Orlando, Florida. Those are all great, but I feel the spotlight has been on Skywalker and Iron Man long enough. I want to talk about another property that Disney bought, 30 years ago in fact. This week, I want to talk about an often overlooked Disney property. Now, this episode won't follow one particular format because I will be talking about the Muppets in general, the acquisition, and the ride. It's a little different and hard to nail down just one format since this is also the first non-original Disney property that I've done. Personally speaking, I love the Muppets. I grew up watching them, and Christmas was just not complete without Michael Caine and Gonzo singing in A Christmas Carol. With a somewhat minuscule presence in Hollywood studios, and one short street performance in Liberty Square, as well as a restaurant, the Muppets just don't have a lot of real estate in the parks anymore. But before we get talking about a pizza joint ran by a rat, or even a new dimensional comedy show, we have to go back over 30 years to the acquisition of the Muppets brand. Starting in 1984, Jim Henson was writing a great high after subsequent Academy Award wins for The Great Muppet Caper and Muppets Take Manhattan. Henson had ended The Muppet Show after five seasons and debuted Fraggle Rock on HBO. All that success led to our old pal, Michael Eisner, to set his sights on Henson and the Muppets. In 1989, Eisner and Henson had begun talks for Disney to acquire the Muppets and all associated copyrights for $150 million. That's almost $331 million in today dollars. The deal was going so well that Imagineers had begun to design rides and attractions for Disney World. Sadly, the deal was not able to be completed due to Henson's passing in 1990. The deal was shelved, but not being one to take a loss, Eisner quickly struck a licensing deal to develop rides and produce films, and the only ride to ever come to fruition from the original Imagineer plans is the attraction that's still in service today, Muppet Vision in 3D, which debuted the subsequent year. Fourteen years after the original deal had been discussed and shelved, Disney finally was able to purchase the Muppets. In February of 2004, Disney acquired the Muppets for $75 million. They also got Bear in the Big Blue House. This deal, much like its predecessor, excluded Sesame Street and Fraggle Rock characters. The deal created the Muppets Holding Company. The years following the formation of the Muppets Holding Company, Disney needed to reintroduce the Muppets to a new audience as well as those who had been missing the franchise for the last decade. After some clever viral marketing, a big movie push, which acted as a soft reboot, the Muppets were finally back on top again. The Muppets had finally seen a resurgence after 50 years since their debut. But that isn't the end. In the, this fall of 2021, the Muppets will be visiting the Haunted Mansion in a Halloween special aptly named Muppets Haunted Mansion. 
Now, I wish I had the time to be able to go over the whole history of the Henson Company, but I don't, and I also don't have the hard drive space. So that leads us to the one and only attraction at any Disney park. Muppet Vision in 3D at Hollywood Studios at Walt Disney World. Originally opening May 15th of 1991, Muppet Vision 3D is a 15-minute attraction that uses audio animatronics, practical effects, and a full costumed life performer. This attraction would also be one of the last projects that veteran Muppet performer Richard Hunt and Jim Henson would work on as the latter directed the show. This is one of the rare occasions where the attraction has received little to no changes, the only change being the villain from The Muppets Most Wanted would appear in the pre-show, which only occurred from 2014 to 2016. The ride's pre-show has since been reverted to the original 1991 version and has been the same ever since. Once in the queue... You travel through Muppet Labs, which is the home of Dr. Bunsen Honeydew and his assistant, Beaker. You then sit through a message from Sam the Eagle about safety, as well as being reminded to grab a pair of 3D glasses. This is also notable as it's the only ride at Walt Disney World that refers to the glasses as just 3D glasses and not a ride or land appropriate name. After the spiel from Sam, you enter the theater where the show begins. After the introduction, Kermit the Frog takes the audience on a tour of Muppet Studios, where various Muppets are preparing for their acts that they are going to perform for you, or at least plan to. After the tour, Kermit is interrupted by Fozzie Bear, who treats the audience to some cheap 3D tricks. After Kermit takes you to Dr. Honeydew's laboratory, where he loses control over his newest experiment, Waldo C. Graphic, Waldo soon creates all sorts of havoc and escapes. Miss Piggy then performs her rendition of Dream a Little Dream of Me. Bean, a rabbit, hands Miss Piggy a rope and states that it's for the water skiing finale. It instead yanks her off the stage. Bean is scolded by Sam the Eagle and leaves disheartened, but meets Waldo. Kermit, Fozzie, Gonzo, and Sweetums all begin looking for Bean. After exhausting the search, Sweetums enters the theater and searches for Bean in front of the guests. Bean appears in the balcony opposite of Statler and Waldorf. Kermit talks to Bean and agrees that he can be in the show and says Bean can shoot off the fireworks. Kermit then introduces the finale of the show, where toy soldiers begin to play patriotic music. Sam tells Bean it's time to shoot off the fireworks, which he does. Waldo arrives, inciting absolute chaos, causing a fire in the orchestra pit. The show erupts, literally, from cannon fire blowing holes in the theater. Kermit comes back a final time to apologize for the show, or lack thereof, and to bid farewell to the audience. Just as the show is coming to a close, Waldo appears for the final time, but he is successfully sucked up by Dr. Honeydew's vacuum. Statler then asks Waldorf what he thought of the show. The lights come on, and you are ushered out. There is a lot of paraphrasing in the description of the show, mainly so if you get to experience it, there's still plenty of surprises and gags. The show has been running for a strong 30 years, with no signs of stopping. Disney California Adventure had a version of the show that ran from 2001 to 2014, but closed, unfortunately. I can't say that the Muppets are a commonly used mainstay for Disney, but when they use the property, odds are it's going to be great. The Muppets have been entertaining us for the last 50 years, and for a while, while their future was uncertain. Between wavering popularity, the passing of Jim Henson, and a less than stellar sellout, this is an instance where Disney saved the day with groundwork laid by Eisner. I give Eisner a lot of grief, but he did have some great home runs. So after listening to this, I urge you to go watch The Muppet Show, or Muppets Treasure Island if you need some Tim Curry in your life, because Kermit and gang, they're here to stay.
Dreamers 